1: Welcome to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio, 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Your Partner in Law is brought to you in part by the law firm Gregorick & Associates PLLC. Charting your course to a secure future. Your Partner in Law starts now. Here's your host, Rick Gregorick. Good morning and welcome to Your Partner in Law.
2: Hi, I'm attorney Rick Gregorick and I've got uh, Mr. Ted Hansen with me today and uh, we have the pleasure of being able to uh, talk with you for the next hour, and um, as we always do on your partner in law, we want to, you know, encourage you to do proper, proactive planning for your personal affairs, your estate planning, your financial planning, you know, healthcare planning. I'd always emphasize healthcare planning. We'll talk a little bit more about that as the show goes on, and. Just to remind everybody that uh, we are in turbulent times. I, I I don't even think the word is strong enough anymore to say turbulent times. Um, you know, so often in the past when we've had these you know when we've had situations or economic issues or various things we we usually aren't fighting so many battles um simultaneously we've got covid we have social unrest and now we have the economic issues and the unemployment uh, issues and all of that that just compounds itself and then you know international uh issues and certainly with uh, china and uh, a few other countries but uh Boy, there's a lot going on, and it's mind-boggling, and I know I've talked with so many folks here over the past months, um, and just the toll this is taking on us is, um, is significant. And so um, that really heightens our need to make sure that we have your estate planning documents in place, your wills, your trust, your powers of attorney to help manage your financial affairs in the event of disability, and, of course, all of your medical documents. And, folks, for, for many of you, and certainly if you're over 70, And it could be 68. I'm not going to draw lines exactly. But if you're getting up in years or you're, you know, over 60 and your health's not so great... We really should talk about your medical documents, and let's take a look at them. What do they say? Are they going to empower your agents to be able to make the health care decisions that you would like them to make? Um, and then living wills. We're going to talk a little bit more about the living wills. We've done so previously, but we continue to get calls and questions um, for clarification on this. So we'll try uh, try our best to help out with that. So, Ted, uh, it's been a tumultuous week for you know kirkland seattle washington the united states and around the world and yet we we do have to move forward i think that's one of the key things about us as a human species we are going we are going to overcome this so it's just a matter of you know how we are when we come out the other side
3: well good morning and uh i think the bulk of 2020 has been one large twilight zone episode for me rick to be quite honest with you it's Something that I keep expecting the episode to end one of these days, and it just kind of continues on uh, as if it's uh, the normal and it's anything but normal. But uh, as Rick said, we're going to all eventually get through this thing, but it has really created a, a strange dynamic in most people's workplaces, including ours. And, uh, you know, we continue to try to do what we do here, and that is to try to. Uh, make sure that people have proper plans in place and that we can shape some outcomes for some of these unknowns that we face. And what we do hasn't particularly changed. It's always been the same, planning for, uh, you know, the unknown and and death and disability and some really kind of un. Popular topics to discuss among people, but lately people have. We're had the a lot life of... of the
2: party. What are you talking about?
3: <laughs> well, I, I, I have been before, but not in this context. I can tell you, but I think people have had a lot of opportunity, Rick, to contemplate this over the last several months, and perhaps have discussions with family members because we certainly have been getting a lot of inquiries about. Uh, plans and particularly about health care documents and uh, living wills and that sort of thing, and how those are all going to uh, play out in this. Uh, uh, in- new Twilight Zone environment that we're living in. What,
2: what, what's one of the more common questions that people have either emailed us through your partner-in-law or they've called the office? What are What are some of those well, um, I, I ones had that a,
3: you've been fielding? I had a call last week and, and I get these periodically and I get people that call up and they say that I just need to have a will drawn up they say, right? I need to have a will drawn up and I say, okay that's fine, we do that type of work but when we do these plans, this is how we do it and we we would be remiss if we didn't advise you that complete estate plans are much more than the death document. They're much more than a will and a trust and those other documents which we discuss frequently on this show are these durable powers of attorney for finance and health care that speak to you speak for you while you're alive and you aren't able to make decisions for yourself and most people, including myself and males of my age and males in general, think that they're invincible and don't need these things. And why would what, I ever wait, wait, what, wait. Ted, hang on. A second. We're, we're not invincible? We are. I, I may be, but I <laughs> Oh, okay. It's the other guys. But yeah, it's the other guys that are not. Now,
2: no, Ted, right. I, you're, you're so right. I mean, you know, us guys sometimes are the biggest impediment to planning. Yep. I can say over my decades of planning now that very, very often it's the ladies. It is the ladies. And though. the ladies yeah. say, you know what? what? They're We're right. not getting on the airplane, that airplane. Do we get a will done?
3: That happened or, to me you know, years it, ago. It's <laughs>
2: happening, and I've had that story a thousand times. And, I'm and sure. You know,
3: whatever it takes, I guess. Right? I mean, it's, it's hard to create a sense of urgency in this arena because it's such an unpopular topic. And and we've had shows before about why people don't plan, and there's multitude of reasons why people don't. And and uh, nevertheless, I think in most people's mind, Rick, they realize that this is really something they should do. Uh, that perhaps they don't like the word responsible, but it certainly is a responsible thing to do, particularly for those of you who have children and young children in particular. Shame on you for leaving this undone because that's... Uh,
2: well, yeah, I mean, if your children I've are... have seen that unwind
3: oh. in horrible ways and, and people have no idea that, that in many, many cases, it, it, unless you provide for children adequately, they're going to become wards of the state for a period of time until the state can weed out who the appropriate person is to take these children. It's not like your parents are just going to swoop in and take these kids Kids and not have any kind of oversight from the state about the the, the grandparents' ability to care for these children. Uh, well, we, that just we've doesn't had, happen. Okay? We've had quite a few of those cases, Ted, over yeah. the years. Where
2: you know, one of them I had was it was just a horrible situation. It was uh, front page news. You know, car accident in Seattle. A fella had uh, his wife and I, as I recall, two children, and they. Flipped off uh, one of the overpasses in Seattle and plummeted down over 150 feet in their car. Um, my recollection is the father was um, killed. Uh, the mother was severely injured to the point of permanent disability, unable to be a mother to their children. And miraculously, the children who were very young were both in car seats in the back seat of the car and both survived pretty much uninjured. Um, yay, car seats! Wow. But the state intervened because these people did not have a will or other instrument Declaring guardianship for their children in the event that something happened to both parents, and under state law, they are going to get picked up by child protective services, and then there will be a guardianship proceeding, and then people can go in and petition the court to be a guardian. In this particular case, uh, these folks worked in the tech industry; they were um, they have no they they came from a faraway land, and they had no family here so there were no there was no one that would have been a direct person at law like a parent or a you know a sibling or a nephew nothing they had no family relationships here in the united states and it was a devastating um impact um that really kind of had a ripple effect um through their community because you know they were talking about this and uh, many of them had come from you know Similar locales, and we're talking about these things, but yeah, and that just this compounds
3: is, the issue because yeah, there was no dealing, there were no built-in that, people. That's, that's there was right. nothing. There was no one here in the U.S. Yeah. Um, Even on a temporary basis, and that and that frankly right. is the fix, right? And that that's what we do here. If you have that situation, we at least want to identify somebody who can take temporary custody of those children until people from these other countries can get vetted, if you will, in order to take these children out of the country. That is not a simple process, and that does not happen. Fast. Yeah, and, and and
2: to not put a f- too fine a point on it, but when a child is under a guardianship, they are war- a ward of the state. And them leaving the state is not just an issue of leaving the state. They That's have to exactly have permission right. from the state to do so. Let
3: alone the country, right? But, yes, so, and
2: going out of country, it's a yeah. big deal. So we have to do some planning there. We're going to pick a little bit up uh, on the other side of break about this. But, hey, folks, uh, give us a ring at the office, 425-284-3450. We're open for business, and you can find us at your partnerinlaw.com yourpartnerinlaw.com hey folks uh, you know we're available we're here to help uh, we're getting lots of phone calls um, we are able to see folks in the office and um, all the safety protocols and all that so um, i know many of you have been sitting on the sidelines uh, so many of you said yeah i just i need to get this done but i've been kind of afraid to do it so your fears are over so we you know about getting planning done you can get it done now so we're here to make sure we've uh, well communicated that to you we'll be right back after this quick break
0: when we talk about estate planning and elder law there are two triggers that cause you to review your plan John Curley here with my attorney, Rick Gregrick. And Rick, what are those two triggers?
2: Thanks, John. There are two key triggers for when you should review your estate plan changes in health or wealth. COVID 19 is a significant impact to both, so everyone should review and update their estate plan. Ask yourself are you and your family prepared? Do you have the right executors, agents, and trustees? Have you provided for your family? We're here to help. This pandemic has disrupted all of our lives, so each of us needs to be proactive during these difficult times.
0: Be prepared. Have a plan. Talk to Rick, Gregorick and Associates. They're open. They're essential business and they want to help give you peace of mind. You can call them or meet virtually to discuss your estate and elder law plan. Call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or book your free consultation online at yourpartnerinlaw.com.
4: Hey, It's Dory Monson. Coming up August 13th, 3 p.m., right after the big show, I'll be joining Brian Ott with 525 Advisors for his live webinar. You'll learn all about the new long-term care plans offered by Brian and 525 Advisors. They protect your savings. They protect your family. The plan my wife and I got pays us back if we never use it. Having a long-term care plan brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It allows you to stay in control of your care options, and maybe most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. So reserve your spot today. Join Brian and me. August 13th, 3 p.m. I'll kick things off, share my long-term care story. Make sure to reserve your spot today at 525longtermcare.com. Brian keeps the webinar class size small to allow time for Q&A. It's a great learning environment. There are a few spots left, so sign up now. It's all free. I'll be a part of it as well. Go to 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com.
0: It's times like these that remind us how crucial it is to make sure your family's health care documents and money management is in order. It's John Curley. Be proactive, have a plan, and do what's best for your family so everyone can have peace of mind. I can't recommend it enough. Talk to Rick Gregorick. He helped me in my estate plan, and Rick is open and ready to help make sure your plan is properly updated. And if you don't have an estate plan, Rick is absolutely the best in the area to create the proper plan to custom fit for your needs. Rick wants to encourage Want to follow the guidelines being provided by local and state and federal governments to slow the growth of this deadly virus. It's vitally important to invest in yourself and your family. In a proper estate, an elder law plan has never been more important. Rick Gregoric and Associates are open now and ready to help you. You can schedule your complimentary consultation by calling 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com.
1: Now back to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. You're listening to Your Partner in Law. I'm attorney Rick Gregorick at the law firm of
2: Gregorick and & Associ- and Associates, and uh, we're the proud sponsors of Your Partner in Law. I'm sitting here chatting today with uh, Ted Hansen, and um, unfortunately, It's Friday. And so I don't know what's going on in Seattle on Saturday and Sunday. I'm hoping not too much, but I'm fearing there might be. But anyhow, we'll have to, I'll have to wait for the wait for the news over the weekend. So please be safe out there, folks. I mean, the streets are dangerous right now, especially if you're in the Seattle area and a few other markets around our area. Just uh, please be careful. And uh, so, Ted, before the break, uh, we were talking about you know guardianship for minor children when they are, you know, orphaned, want, you know, parents are no longer available either through death or disability. And a lot of folks don't think about that, Ted, that their children can be in, orphaned as a result of their incapacity. Most yeah, commonly I, I, car
3: accidents and things like that. Yeah, I think most people think, Rick, that relatives and people of that nature would naturally be able to take and care for those children.
2: Well, and Ted, in, I, I've had that, so many people uh, say, oh, I've already taken care of that. My sister's agreed. right? Great. But there's no legal bridge now. You, you know, folks, in 100 of the cases, this is a no exception rule, guardianships for children are seen by the court. No exceptions. The court must appoint the guardian. All we get to do is suggest or ask the court to appoint who we want, which they generally will, but we have to ask. And in our context earlier, we were talking about folks from uh, outside the U.S., non U.S. citizens, and their children. Well, their children become wards of the state if they haven't done their estate planning here. And so, what Ted had started, you know, was saying earlier too, and I just wanted to kind of highlight this, is that if you are a non-U.S. citizen and something happened to you, and it was your goal or desire that your child be able to go back to your home country, you're going to have to put that in some legal documents to really aid and help make sure that happens without having to go through a massive amount of court uh, inquiry and yeah, things and of an that nature. And, 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 and very, very expensive. expensive. And, 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 you and, you know, this, and yeah.
3: this circles back really to this this call that I had and and this you know lady really trying to drive the call and to tell me what it is that she wanted and and that's okay I, I, I you know I get some of that from clients but but the inability to understand the importance of these other documents kind of flustered me a little bit and I had to take some time to explain this to her and I think by the time I got done talking to her about it she had come around and she You know, I think she was one of those people that just was kind of heading for the barn and she knew what she thought she wanted. But by the time we got to actually having a consultation about it, I think she kind of came around to seeing the benefit of having the whole shebang done. And and we don't like doing, in fact, I I think, Rick, and we've maybe opined about this before, but I think it's malpractice for lawyers not to do an entire estate plan for people. I mean, all lawyers have a general familiarity with wills and trusts to some degree, but drafting them and implementing them and not advising your clients about the whole cookie, if you will, in my opinion, is is, is malpractice. And, well, and well there, I, there's, there's three things that estate planning does,
2: depending on how you do your estate plan. You know, the first thing is how are you going to continue on – with the rest of your life after you've done estate planning? Is it going to be the same or different? Um, There are some things that you might do differently depending on your choices. So, you know, while you're live well and okay, there's one set of criteria. Then the next phase that we all must plan for is what if... What if I become incapacitated to the point I cannot care for myself or manage my finances or be a parent to my child? What if we must answer that question, the disability question? When I'm talking with folks and when we're dealing with things, disability is far more difficult to deal with than death. You know with death we're not worrying about the person's care and where the you know all that kind of stuff is i I don't mean to be cold about it but it's it's different so when we have an ongoing disability it's kind of like we're fighting the fire we're no longer cleaning up after the fire's out we're you are fighting the fire and it can be intense it can be expensive and people without proper legal documents um, you pay the price um it's it's so you know and it's not just a Dollars and cents price that you pay, the emotions you pay, the delay in getting care perhaps. Um, the list goes on. So as Ted was saying, you know, a proper estate plan has to cover why we're alive well and okay, what happens upon a disability, and then of course when we die, who gets our stuff, what when where, why and how, you know, in the manner to which you would like them to receive it. That's a complete estate plan. If you're gonna say estate plan, it's gotta have those components. Components. So it's going to be a combination of documents, wills, general durable powers of attorney for finance, medical durable powers of attorney for health care management, your living wills for end of life decision making and some other ancillary documents and then and or a trust system. Ted, I wanted to go back a little bit. We've we've talked on this before, but um, I've been you know getting many calls regarding living wills and. One of the calls gave me um, pause to sit and reflect a little bit. And we've been talking to you about amending your living wills because of COVID. And many of you have taken us up on that. And it's a good discussion. How your living will would be amended vis-a-vis COVID really needs to be talked through with you so that you understand it, how it works, what you want, what you don't want. We're willing to take that time and have that conversation with you such that you make wise, informed decisions. Now, the other area that came up was rather interesting. It was for people who are undergoing the process of organ transplantation. So they're waiting for a lung, a heart, a kidney, something like that and i've been uh, I've been advised that the medical community has been um, telling these folks that are on these transplant lists that they should probably talk to their attorneys about updating their living wills to have a both a pre transplant living will and a post transplant living will with the post one being um, more liberal, in other words, not going directly to a do-not-resuscitate mode um, in a post-transplantation mode. So uh, we're not going to go too deep into this on the air, but I did want to mention that if, you know, I know there's unfortunately quite a few of you out there who are waiting for um, various organs, Um, like I said, you know, kidneys, livers, hearts, or the the big ones, lungs, things like that, but it could be any number of major organ transplants that you may want to consider some. Like this, So um, that's kind of one of those other issues. And I know, Ted, you've had uh, numerous discussions, especially with some of your elder clients on this.
3: Well, I have had a lot of discussion about it. And, and the way that we've uh, treated this recently is to have an addendum in the document that essentially says that during this COVID pandemic, that if. Respiration is required, which is one of those checkoff I do not want issues on these living wills typically, that it says that if a doctor thinks that it's appropriate that I get a ventilator or a tube or something like that to try to get me through this COVID that I've contracted, that that essentially is going to trump the other issues in there. In other words, they're not going to not give you those measures if you need them for this, uh, hopefully, your recovery from the COVID virus. Yeah. So,
2: folks, this is you know, kind of somber stuff to talk about. I know it's Sunday morning, um, but it's things that, you know, as grown-ups we need to have you know, a talk real. with. And, you know, and, and the other thing that, you know, I've been getting calls on is from folks uh, concerned from their aging parents. Yeah. And um, I can tell you should have concern on your aging parents. Um, that's you know the the, group, the group that is yeah. most uh, most vulnerable to succumb to the virus. Not necessarily to get it, but certainly to succumb right. to the virus. So we want to make sure that. Um us old folks keep uh, keep ourselves protected. See, I get to say that now. A few years ago, I had to say the elder folks and be very dignified now about you it. Now that I are one, <laughs> I can tell us old folks. There you go. And um, so um, it's uh, it sneaks up on you, doesn't it, Ted? <laughs> But um, it's kind of weird. So, folks, uh, I'll give you the phone number to the office. We'd love to chat with you. We do offer free consultations, uh, telephonically, Zooming in the office. We'll accommodate you. Um, we're here for that purpose, and we, you know, our services are so essential to the well-being of society, and especially the well-being of your family. So, don't be shy. Give us a call. I had some person the other day said, "Oh, I'm sorry for disturbing you." <laughs> no, you're not disturbing me when you call. Please trust. Um, call. This is. What we do, so we uh, we appreciate when you do call, and you can also go online to yourpartnerinlaw.com dot Shoot us a question. Lots of you do that. We sure appreciate that, and it helps guide us in what we talk about and how we do our legal planning. We learn a lot from you and your goals and your objectives. So, folks, we'll be right back.
0: When we talk about estate planning and elder law, there are two triggers that cause you to review your plan. John Curley here with my attorney, Rick Gregorick.
2: And Rick, what are those two triggers? Thanks, John. There are two key triggers for when you should review your estate plan changes in health or wealth. COVID 19 is a significant impact to both, so everyone should review and update their estate plan. Ask yourself are you and your family prepared? Do you have the right executors, agents, and trustees? Have you provided for your family? We're here to help. This pandemic has disrupted all of our lives, so each of us needs to be proactive during these difficult times.
0: Be prepared, have a plan. Talk to Rick. Gregorick and Associates, they're open. They're essential business, and they want to help give you peace of mind. You can call them or meet virtually to discuss your estate and elder law plan. Call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or book your free consultation online at yourpartnerinlaw.com.
4: Hey, it's Story Monson. Coming up August 13th, 3 p.m., right after the big show, I'll be joining Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. For his live webinar, you learn all about the new long-term care plans offered by Brian and 525 Advisors. They protect your savings. They protect your family. The plan my wife and I got pays us back if we never use it. Having a long-term care plan brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It allows you to stay in control of your care options, and maybe most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. So reserve your spot today. Join Brian and me, August 13th, 3 p.m., August Kick things off. Share my long-term care story. Make sure to reserve your spot today at five two five longtermcare.com dot com. Brian keeps the webinar class size small to allow time for Q and A. It's a great learning environment. There are a few spots left, so sign up now. It's all free. I'll be a part of it as well. Go to five two five longtermcare.com dot com. Five two five longtermcare.com dot com. We return to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo
1: Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH with your host, Rick Gregorick. Hi, I'm Rick Gregorick, and you're listening to
2: Your Partner in Law. We um, we come to you every week to talk about your estate and elder planning. We talk about real estate. We throw in a little business every now and then. Uh, We talk about your taxes. We talk about your retirement accounts. Retirement accounts are really important today, and I know that many of you have still not heard about the SECURE Act. Talking to a fellow yesterday was calling up in uh, pretty sizable uh, IRAs and uh, was totally unaware of the elimination of the stretch out under Secure Act, which took place at the beginning of the year. Now, it's no wonder most of you missed it. It came out January this year. and uh, We almost did. <laughs> yeah, it, it came on like a blitz. Uh, it was kind of surprise legislation at the end of the year. We anticipated it maybe in 2021. was kind of the general norm and thoughts, yeah. and all of a sudden, boom, it got tagged onto the year-end uh, expenditure, bill expenditure bill appropriations yeah. bill. Yep. And so it was kind of Hit us, like, uh, real quick. Um, We knew it was coming. We just didn't know how fast. Very unusual (laughs) for Congress to
3: do things that quickly.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So, anyhow, but it's here. It it, it completely overhauled your IRAs, folks. Um, Some good things for current... Folks, your own IRAs, not ones you've inherited or rollovers from your spouse, but those that you've contributed for yourself, those remain pretty much in check. With one really significant um, advantage is that instead of having to begin taking out your required minimum distributions, RMD, um, at 70 and a half, it's technically the year following the year in which you turn 70 and a half, uh, 70 and a half is now replaced with 72. That's so, a number we can all So you, grasp. you get another year and a half of deferment in tax-free before you have to start taking out your required minimum distributions. Yay, that's great. Spousal rollovers. Um, folks, if you are doing a spousal rollover, here's the, here's the best advice. Seek a professional's guidance, see your estate planning attorney, and coordinate with your financial advisor to avoid mistakes. If you make mistakes in setting up a rollover, you will not have any asset protection provided by law. As long as the you know spouses, when they get a rollover IRA, if they follow all the rules... Timely, IRS is really big on doing things on time. That um, you will be given affordability of the asset protection and be able to stretch the IRA out over the spouse's lifetime. So they'll maintain the old stretch. The real rub, folks, comes when we, you know, when we pass our IRAs on to anyone other than a spouse. Now, we're not talking charities or things like that. For the but, most
3: part. There are a couple other cutouts. Yeah, but, so yeah. For,
2: for the most part, we're talking about it going to your children. Now, if, if you have a disabled child, there's some special provisions, and there are some special provisions for beneficiaries who are less than 10 years younger than you. So for most of us, that would eliminate our children. Most of our children are more than 10 years younger than <laughs> us. I, I would hope I so.
3: hope sure. Um, we don't practice in West Virginia, right? Uh, oh boy, we're gonna get calls from <laughs> I know, West Virginia. I know we are. <laughs> and, uh, so, um, I had to
2: do it. We gotta. You just you just derailed me, man. <laughs> so we want to really make sure that we're you know tracking on all these things to. Um, get our planning done properly right. and so we'll uh, we'll move on from that a little bit but uh, do get this stuff taken care of folks it's just terribly important so um, what are some of the other calls you're getting ted uh,
3: well i get these i get these commonly too and this this was a a, a, a typical kind of do it yourself medicaid planning uh, call that i received about someone who had received some advice about uh, being able to sell a primary residence before being approved for Medicaid and giving that money to the well spouse, if you will, the one that wouldn't be applying for Medicaid, and somehow that being okay for applying for Medicaid. That got the... And so so (laughs) I have to walk through this with these people and kind of tell them, look, the, the home is what we call an exempt asset. However... If you sell it pre-application, it turns an exempt asset into what we call accountable resource, and that's exactly what happened in this case. So,
2: so folks, interpretation, bad bad, result. Bad result. You you know, if you're pre-Medicaid, you're running out of money, you're not going to be able to pay for your own nursing home or adult family home care, and you have a home, many of you, well-being, and it's usually your children who are coming to you, and they're saying, "Mom, you gotta—you know—you gotta transfer the house to me. You do a quitclaim deed and transfer the house to me. That way, the government won't take it." Yep, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, nothing could be more disastrous to your mom's estate than doing that, and possibly your own. Um, like Ted was saying, you can qualify for Medicaid and still own your own home. So you don't have to get rid of the home to qualify for Medicaid. That's first and foremost. So we really need to
3: make sure that you're doing that. So now, folks... Now it, by and large the idea about transferring the home to the well spouse is not a bad idea, but the cash equivalent of the home is not the same as right. the home. Right. And so... And, and that's, the, that's the rub here, because when this person went to apply for Medicaid, once again Medicaid treats the community assets. It doesn't matter what you think is separate and what you think is mine and not his. It's all put in the basket. They don't care. It's yeah, there's no distinction, there no distinction of character. I think they use the term household income and assets. It's every, exa- it's, it
2: can actually bring in a non-spouse it,
3: income it, under certain it, circumstances. It can. In some cases, there's these strange what we call deeming rules that happen out there, but this, that's rare in this arena. But, but nevertheless, this is one of those areas that self-planning and self-help, despite um,
2: it's really you know, a catastrophic. all the
3: information out there is really in practice. It's it's much it's much different, and, and and it can be catastrophic. And and in this case, of course, the the house was already under contract, and and within a few days of closing, and and of course, you could try to kill the sale, but then you have all this back end issue with the real estate and. You know what we call specific performance, and that is forcing you to go through with the contract that you've executed and all these types of other issues that arise as a result of not thinking all of this through properly. Yeah, it's so important if, you know, so folks, if it yourself
2: or if you're looking out for your parents... Um, Please get professional guidance before you do this. And the professional guidance must come from an elder law attorney. It really must. Someone, you know, those of us who practice in that area, practice estate and elder law, not just pure estate planning, ask the attorney, do you practice elder law uh, as a regular part of your practice? Because, you know, elder law and estate planning are very similar but very different. They are. And And, and we get a
3: lot of calls from other attorneys who realize that. Oh, yeah, quite a few. And they say, you need to go to somebody. That knows how to do this. Oh, right? absolutely! It's just like us doing criminal work, right? We, we talked about that we before, that. too, right? But it's, it's the same thing, right? We we don't. We I, I would no more venture down that road than a you know a real estate attorney should be drafting wills and trusts.
2: No, so it's just really important to do that and get the guidance from them because so so many of you. I mean, the number one mistake that people make is either selling mom's house or prematurely, improperly gifting it away and, therefore, uh, triggering what we call these penalty tr- right. transfer penalty rules. We're
3: just plain over-resourcing then,
2: And right. it could yeah. be, you know, you could lose eligibility for transferring a house. You could easily lose eligibility for Medicaid for 60 months, five years. Yeah. And um, who's going to pay for mom's care during that? It, that gets ugly, folks. Yep. If you were the recipient of the gift, you're sure, probably going to be paying for it. Yeah. So... Um, Not something to trifle with, but uh, do seek out. I mean, our phones are here to talk with you, and uh, we'll... uh you know, set up a time. If we can't take your call immediately when you call, uh, go ahead and just uh, have one of our staff members uh, set up a phone consultation with Ted or myself, and we would be more than happy to chat with you because, uh, well, this is what we do. Believe it or not, we enjoy what we're doing, we like what we're doing, or we wouldn't be doing it. Um, you know, are there other more exciting things? Sure, I'm sure there are, but um, you know, this is kind of the path we chose and for whatever the various reasons are, but we both take the idea of planning very personally, and we want to make sure that we're passing that on, that your planning is about you and your family. It's not about your neighbors or your anybody else. It's You have to sit out and craft your plan now sometimes people go oh gee that makes it sound like it's going to be really expensive and i will argue it's the least expensive way to do your estate planning because the real cost of estate planning is not what you pay the lawyers to do your documents the real cost is how well do they work when they're needed that's the acid test it's not you know you know you can't judge these plans till they work and we strive so and hard. And want them
3: to work when they need to work.
2: Yeah, because oftentimes there's no corrective action or it's very expensive corrective action. Yep. And so we just want to do that. And I, and I highlight this because both Ted and I and everybody that's worked with us, um, constantly we get people coming in that have had estate planning um, done either by themselves Or maybe it's just way old, you know, 20, 30, 40 years old. It's just out of date. You've got to update your plans if they're that old. Or they were done by attorneys who were not skilled at doing estate planning, regardless of what they considered themselves. And the turmoil that causes and one of the hardest questions I ever have to answer to a client is, well, why did the attorney do that? I have no idea, folks. But usually I find out that, well, how long did you talk with the attorney? Oh, he spent a half hour with us. Well, that's not enough. I'm going to tell you right now, I can't sit there and learn about you, your values, your stuff, your family, and craft a viable estate plan for you in 30 minutes. I can't do it. And neither can you. So forget all the things you hear on the radio. You can do your estate plan in 20 minutes online. No, you can't. You can just cause yourself a world of heartache. Is what It to cost, cost you twice as much to undo what you, you know, can't. so it's, it's bad. So you need to have what you know. What we profess here in our firm is a consultative approach to planning. We're your consultants. We're here to guide you through the process. But it's your process. It's your documents. It's your things that you have to live with. Hey, uh, we're running a little bit long here, but we're going to take a quick break and then... And more of your partner-in-law. When we
0: talk about estate planning and elder law, there are two triggers that cause you to review your plan. John Curley here with my attorney, Rick Redrick, And, Rick, what are those two triggers?
2: Thanks, John. There are two key triggers for when you should review your estate plan. Changes in health or wealth. COVID-19 is a significant impact to both, so everyone should review and update their estate plan. Ask yourself, are you and your family prepared? Do you have the right executors, agents, and trustees? Have you provided for your family? We're here to help. This pandemic has disrupted all of our lives, so each of us needs to be proactive during these difficult times.
0: Be prepared. Have a plan. Talk to Rick, Gregorick, and Associates. They're open. They're essential business, and they want to help give you peace of mind. You can call them or meet virtually to discuss your estate and elder law plan. Call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or book your free consultation online at yourpartnerinlaw.com.
4: It's Dory Monson. Coming up August 13th, 3 p.m., right after the big show, I'll be joining Brian Ott with 525 Advisors for his live webinar. You'll learn all about the new long-term care plans offered by Brian and 525 Advisors. They protect your savings. They protect your family. The plan my wife and I got pays us back if we never use it. Having a long-term care plan brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It allows you to stay in control of your care options, and maybe most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family. During an extremely stressful situation So reserve your spot today Join Brian and me August 13th, 3pm I'll kick things off, share my long term care story Make sure to reserve your spot today At 525longtermcare.com Brian keeps the webinar class size small To allow time for Q&A It's a great learning environment There are a few spots left So sign up now, it's all free I'll be a part of it as well Go to 525longtermcare.com 525longtermcare.com Retirement,
0: what does it mean to you? Has it changed as a result of today's economy? Are you worried about your future? Could there be stormy seas ahead?
2: Hi, this is Rick Gregorick, founder of Gregorick & Associates. We're a dedicated team of legal and tax professionals that can help you navigate your course for a secure future. Whether you're just thinking about your retirement or you're well into your retirement years, whether you're single, married, or involved in a domestic partnership, we can help you create your necessary legal and tax planning.
0: I am so glad I found one firm that can help me with all my legal and tax needs.
1: Call today for your free
0: consultation. 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. You can also sign up for a Partner in Law event. Just go to yourpartnerinlaw.com and find the elder law or estate planning course that's best for you. You can register for both events by going to
1: yourpartnerinlaw.com, yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH.
2: Welcome back to Your Partner in Law. Hi, I'm attorney Rick Gregoric. I'm here with attorney Ted Hansen And uh, not to put too fine a point on it, but, hey, we're open for business. We have been. And uh, virtually as well as uh, in person, available now. So um, feel free to give us a call at the office uh, any time during the week or leave us a message, 425-284-3450. That's the office number, and we'd love for you to... Uh, Put that down into your contact list, and also yourpartnerinlaw.com. Great way to get in touch with us. Ask us questions. Ask for our life plan organizer. Um, everybody who gets those really seems to uh, find them useful in setting up your goals your objectives, identifying those things that keep you concerned, keep you awake at night, the risks that you face. They're different for all of us. We all have risk and concerns. We all have, you know, unknowns out there, um, but different ones for different situations depending on what we do.
3: Yeah, And I think it helps a lot of people, Rick, to put the pen to the paper sometimes and to actually kind of you know memorialize what it is like Rick said what your thought process is here and that's what that organizer attempts to do now all lawyers that practice in this arena have some form of this document that we send out and and for most people I think it can be a little laborious it can be a little bit uh not fun to talk about it can perhaps bring up other issues that we commonly talk about, about why people don't plan. But nevertheless, it gives you an opportunity to at least organize your affairs and get you thinking about these major things in your life. And essentially, what it consists of, just so we can be transparent about it, is uh, it asks for your family information. Are you married? Uh, Who are your children? What's uh, the nature of your relationship with your children? It, It does go through assets because that's a necessary part of estate planning to make sure that... You have things aligned properly and also gives us an idea about where you might be in the taxable arena, whether or not you have either a federal or a state, a state tax exposure. And those are the issues that are in that document. And then, of course, at the end, we have a kind of a checklist for Husbands and wives. In this case, when you when we do a married one, that kind of go through your priorities and what are your concerns, and almost ine- inevitably, Rick, the major concerns are: I don't want to pay too much in taxes, I want to maintain control, and I want a smooth transition to my wife or to my children. This one it all, don't that, they? That's typically what we get. Yeah, those
2: are my top goals. I want to stay in control and, and of we, my stuff.
3: Perhaps we could end at three, but there's a much more exhaustive list of yeah. things that we go through with people to kind of get you thinking about those items, and and I think there's a lot of commonality. But then again, we come across a lot of a lot of differences in, uh, in in husbands and wives. And you don't have to agree on every single thing. But nevertheless, to get that dialogue going is an important, uh, really, an important. you, you know, item. Ted,
2: that's that's something that comes up somewhat frequently. And it's when husbands and wives disagree on certain elements of their planning. Um, the most common differences are going to be around finances. That's the number one reason for divorce. So uh, maybe if you did a little planning, you might have a little less divorce. That might be just an underlying thing here as a commentary. So we, you know, looking at, you know, why don't we plan? And, and it's very common when spouses are having differences. Another big difference people have sometimes is, say, one wants to be buried and one wants to be cremated, and there's this consternation
3: over that. Yeah, or circling back to our discussion earlier. Guardianship of Minor Children.
2: Yep, that was coming up next. <laughs> it is a
3: bigot. This is a bigot, guys. And, and, and it's, uh, you know, her sister, she thinks her sister's the suitable person, and he thinks his brother's the suitable person, and we get into these various uh, discussions about that, and and then we get into these kind of extended discussions sometimes about what happens if these guardians who are currently married divorce. Do you want the same arrangement if they get divorced? And, and so... These discussions frequently go in complete opposite directions. But once again, this organizer, that's one of the questions and and allows you to think about that ahead of time and perhaps get some of those things on the table and get them worked out. Well, I just remind folks, if you can't, between
2: yourself as husband and wife, decide who would be the optimum person to provide custody for your child in a guardianship and then whether that person should be the same person to be in charge of finances or you set up a separate person for finances if you can't agree on those basics um you know, can you imagine the chaos and the turmoil if those children had to be in front of a judge in a guardianship hearing? You couldn't make up your mind, so you've got warring family members now, all vying for things, all at your estate's expense, number one, but at your child's expense. It's, uh, it's just an ugly situation. Let, you know, and what I tell folks in that is you don't have to resolve these situations by yourself. Because you don't have the luxury of experience in dealing with these matters. You're dealing with the matter of one. So Ted and I and you know most attorneys who do this type of work, we have experience in dealing with this. And as I was saying before break, we consider ourselves consultive lawyers. My card, Ted's card says attorney and counselor at law. We spend an inordinate amount of time counseling because that's one of the most important things we do and through that counseling we're then able to provide you with better documents that are focused and tailored to your needs and have the features in them that you need because no two people need the same thing and even people that have very similar goals and objectives let's say you both both to have two different couples and one each couple has two million dollars in assets well depending on the type of assets that they have they would do very different estate plans let's say one of these two million dollars is they have a million dollar house and million dollar ira and that's it well that's a very different plan than the neighbor next door who owns the house But he doesn't have a million dollars in IRA. He owns two rental properties for his other million dollars. Very different plan. In one, we're going to do retirement plan, trust planning. The others, we're probably going to do asset protection planning for those rental real properties and LLCs, along with wills and living trust. So your estate plan really has a lot to do with your goals, your values, And then the nature of the assets you own, not just the gross value. There's many mistakes are made in gross valuing estates when people are doing their tax planning. And what's really put, I think, Ted, you might agree with this, that one of the biggest wrinkles we have today is the fact that so many folks have larger IRAs or rollovers from their 401ks, but retirement accounts in general, for many people, are becoming one of the significant, if not the significant, asset in their estate plan.
3: It is, and they have their own they have their own issues because the majority of the plans that we see are are pre tax dollars. In other words, they're not Roth accounts, so they come with them. The resulting tax issue on the other end when you take the money out and they become somewhat problematic to plan for. And the biggest issue that we have with these larger accounts, Rick, is when they are beneficiary designated, uh, they pass outside of a a will or a trust. And, And in order to take advantage of marital tax planning for these larger accounts, we've got to be able to capture those in some fashion. And that method that we use here is standalone retirement plan trusts. And those are becoming more and more popular across the country for that reason, for these states that have a state tax, which Washington is one of them. I believe there may be 16 or so of them across there, There's the country. 15
2: st- I just researched Uh-oh. this. There's 15 states with an estate tax and an additional 6 states with an inheritance tax right. and one state with both an estate and an inheritance right. tax. <laughs> and, the differ-
3: and the difference between those two is important, right? Estate taxes are levied on the gross value of someone's estate, whereas inheritance tax Taxes are taxed to the individual who's receiving proceeds from the estate. Now, at the federal level, inheritance is a tax-free item, okay? Now, the states are free to regulate that, and they do regulate that to some degree. However, we are not one of the states that have inheritance taxes. We do have estate taxes, and currently that threshold is about $2.2 million in the state of Washington. So, you know, we have to make sure we're
2: planning for the right things and how we establish our plan. Like I said, depending on the nature and extent of your assets and then coupled with your goals and objectives, um, we can craft an estate plan. Um, And for you folks that are fortunate enough to have large estates, large uh, taxable estates, um, we can show you a number of options. There's not one way. A number of options that you can reduce and or possibly eliminate estates state taxes in their entirety. And so those are the things that, you know, you get to make your choices. Our job is to show you what your options and opportunities are. I've been saying this for over 20 years now. You know, it's your plan, and you should have all the facts so you can make all wise, informed decisions, but you can only do that when you get all the options and opportunities. Folks, uh, amid this uh, turbulent, uh, difficult times we've been going through, um, stay well. Please practice the social Distancing, especially if you're uh, in that more vulnerable um, arena, being elderly or have any underlying conditions. Even if you're, hey, if you're 15 and you got asthma, you're a high risk candidate. So um, be smart, be aware, mask up. you know, none of us like wearing masks, I don't think. I mean, maybe somebody does, but I don't think most of us like wearing them. Um, I kind of feel silly in some regards, but nonetheless, you know, if I'm out and I'm going into a store or wherever I'm going where there's public, i um, got the mask on. You're feeling like I'm going to rob something. I know. It's just like uncomfortable. It's <laughs> like an old
3: bandito or something, right? But,
2: uh, yeah, I, I, I am humored, though, Ted, by a lot of the creativity in the mask and all the, uh, all the things that go on there. So folks, uh, from your partner in law, um, be well, be safe, um, be good humans, and give us a call. Contact us at yourpartnerinlaw.com. We'll be back next week.